This is the Hockey News Podcast. Welcome to another playoff series preview here on thehockeynews.com. I am Ryan Kennedy, joined by Ken Campbell. We're going down south right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. Ken, let's begin with offense. Who do you like in terms of their attack in this series? Well, I, I actually like both teams. Um, you know, they both, I, I think they finished within two goals differential or two goals, uh, four between each other in the, in the regular season. Um, so that, you know, I mean, they're, they're both sort of pretty evenly matched that way. Um, you know, in the first round, I mean, you know, Carolina was averaging like 40 shots a game in the first round. Um, the fact that it went six games and that they weren't able to put them away quicker, does that indicate that they don't have as much offensive talent as Tampa Bay and can't finish as well as Tampa Bay? Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, you know, you look at Tampa Bay, you know, some of the chemistry they have going with Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, you know, Alex Kalorn of all people stepped up. Steven Stamkos looks like um, he's right back. He's setting up on the power play. He's dangerous from that spot. Their power play, Tampa's power play is absolutely on fire. Like I would be scared out of my mind to take penalties against this team. And, and like, it seems like the dumb ones, like Sam Bennett took a couple of dumb ones. One of them cost them the game. And the other one was, a, was a power play goal too. Like you just can't afford to, you know, like, you know, and, and that, that might change your, your sort of approach to the series. Cause you can't afford to get that extra shot in after the whistle, just in case, you know, the referee spins the wheel of justice and says, oh, that it's a penalty this time. And you end up getting a penalty and Tampa scores. Um, you know, their, their power play is just outrageous. Victor Hedman, you know, from the back end is, is, is putting up a ton of points. I think he had eight assists in that series. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I got to go with the team that's tried and true and the team that has, you know, the obvious edge in talent. Uh, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that's fair. And I'll take the Lightning for offense as well. As you mentioned, that power play clicking at 40%, Carolina at 21%. Uh, so, you know, the Canes doing it more at even strength. And I mean, 21% is not bad for a power play, but it's certainly not 40%. Um, Nikita Kucherov leading the NHL 11 points in six games. Stamkos has eight and six. Carolina, again, they're doing very well themselves. Sebastian Ajo, seven points in six games. Jordan Stahl, five points in six games. Um, so, you know, they've got the attacks, but that high end of Tampa Bay, I think, you know, it's just a little more of a well-oiled machine. And obviously Kucherov is rested. Same with uh, Stamkos. So they're playing some nice hockey right now. And as you mentioned, the chemistry, fantastic. So let's shift over to defense. Uh, which blue line core do you think is going to do the most damage in this series? Well, I, th I think defensively, like as a, as a team defensively, Carolina is a better defensive team, but they're, they're going to, they're, you know, I mean, they're meeting a completely different team in this round than they met in the first round. Um, you know, they are meeting an offensive juggernaut here. You know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have the highest scoring player, the highest scoring forward, the highest scoring defenseman in these playoffs. Um, so um, it's, it's going to be a real challenge for them. Defensively, I, I know Tampa has, like Tampa seems to me as a team that when they really 
sort of concentrate on it, they can really shut it down. Like they did in game six against Florida and beat them for nothing. Right. Like, I, I just thought they, they like when it, when they have to, they can really shut it down. But there were a lot of times in that series that they, um, they, they didn't look like a very good defensive team. Like they seemed to be pretty content to score their way out of trouble and take chances and, and let the game sort of flow the way they used to do it before they won the cup and before they sort of buttoned down and, and became a better defensive and more disciplined team. Um, you know, they won the first game five, four, they lost a game in overtime six, five, um, you know, some pretty high scoring games in those, in those, uh, and, and they're giving up, like, I think they're giving up like 38 shots a game right now to a team, albeit Florida, that was a pretty good offensive team as well. Um, but I, I think defensively, I, I, I'm going to have to give it to Carolina, uh, even though Tampa does seem to have the ability to, when they really put their minds to it and know that they have to really bear down, they seem to be able to do it. But I, I still think that Carolina overall defensively is the better team. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. I think the edge goes to Carolina on defense. Jacob Slavin's back and seems to be pretty effective based on his last game against Nashville. You got Brett Pesci, you got Dougie Hamilton. You just got a real good crew that knows each other. They know the strengths and weaknesses, and they seem to play off each other very well. You know, as you mentioned, Victor Hedman having a fantastic playoffs already, eight points in six games. And, you know, he's their guy, but he does have support from McDonough and a couple of other guys. So, it's, it, I don't think it's a wide gulf, but I just feel like Carolina structurally is the team that when you look at them, you say that is the blue line core that my team would love to have. And I, I don't think anything has changed in that matter, um, you know, it's sort of in the past year. So I'm going to go with Carolina, no offense to Tampa Bay Lightning, um, but I just think that the Hurricanes have a bit of an edge there. So we'll move on to goaltending. A uh, very different situation in the creases here. Who do you like when it comes to goaltending, Ken? Well, again, this is a, this is a veteran against a, a rookie, and both of whom are are playing pretty well. Um, you know, I mean, Alex Nedeljkovic has obviously taken over the crease in Carolina. Um, he's provided some stability back there. You know, Peter Mrazek and James Reimer were kind of – we always kind of thought of them as – kind of the stopgap guys until somebody came along that could really grab that spot. And it looks like Nadelkovic has done that um, and done a very good job of it. Um, at the other end, I mean, you've got Andre Vasilevsky, right? The, the Vezina trophy winner, um, you know, a guy who can, can change the complexion of a series again, like it's like almost like the two Karaskalia Sorokin, um, you know, comparison you know, they're both, they're both really good. One's old or, you know, one's a little older. One's, one's a lot younger. Um, but although both of them, both Sorokin and Nedeljkovic are, I think about the same age. They're probably about 25. Nedeljkovic has taken his time. And, you know, like this isn't a guy who's just kind of, who's just kind of exploded on the scene. I believe he won the Calder Cup uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so he's, you know, I mean, he's got a championship pedigree um he's proven that you know i mean goalies take a little while they got to get their reps in in the minors they've got to you know they've got to suffer those sort of slings and arrows and then they seem to figure it out around the age that alex nadelkovic has done so and so like i don't see it being a huge chasm i don't see it being like oh well it's andre vasilevsky against a you know a relative well a rookie 
Um, no, I, I mean, this guy's got some experience, but I, I would probably still give the slight edge to Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to Vasilevsky, not only uh, because he has that pedigree and he's shown that he can do it before and he does have a Stanley Cup ring, but he's also much bigger. And I know producer Steven groans every time I say this, but small goalies will always break your heart in the end. Um, you know, Nedeljkovic does not have uh, ideal size. And it's sort of interesting because in the first round, he faced another shorter goalie in UC Saros. And both of them are obviously some of the best sort of sub six foot or about six foot goalies in the world, but that's a very specific uh, category. Whereas with Vasilevsky, you know, he had, he has the athleticism, he has the poise and he has the size. My concern is that the Kita Kucherov can pick corners. Braden Point can pick corners. Steven Samkos can pick corners. And I just worry that you're going to get to that point where Nadelkovic is going to give up a goal or two that maybe another goalie would not have. And I will say in fairness, I was just talking to a hockey, an NHL exec who was saying, you know, with the smaller goalies, you can say that, but nobody faults Ben Bishop or Pekka Rinne when they get beat mid blocker and a smaller goalie might've made that save. So yeah. just yeah. to be fair to the, uh, the short Kings out there, as they, uh, as they say on the internet, uh, you know, there are benefits one way or another, but for me, I like the, the comfort blanket that is Andre Vasilevsky. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on that, which leads us to intangibles, the final category. Ken, what else can we say about this matchup? Well, I mean, in terms of intangibles, I'm not sure that you can't go with Tampa here. Um, you know, Stanley cup winners, the, the hurricanes have two stat as far as I can see, two Two guys who have won a Stanley Cup aside from their coach. Uh, one of them was Jordan Stahl in 2009. <laughs> and the other was Tavo Teravainen with uh, Chicago when he wasn't really a, a, a big marquee piece of that puzzle. Um, and then you look on the other side and <laughs> you've got, well, everybody but Ross Colton, <laughs> you know, or yeah. maybe one or two other guys who have won a Stanley Cup and David Savard and, you know, whatever yeah. new guys they picked up along the way. Um, but Tampa, you know, I mean, obviously has the experience. I, I think I read somewhere they're going to be allowing like 13,000 people in the building, uh, for this series. Whereas in Carolina, it'll be, I think it'll be full, essentially yeah. full. And, and we, know guys, what, think, yeah. we know what those crowds are like. We know what the crowds in Carolina are like. They're, they're nuts. And they, they provide a really big boost to that, to that, uh, to that team. Um, but I just think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, Carolina finished ahead of Tampa did in the regular season in that, in that division. Um, but I, I just can't imagine that anybody thinks that the Carolina hurricanes are, are a superior team to the, to the Tampa Bay lightning. And I think, you know, we know that we know they've been there. We know they've done it. I, I, I just can't see where they wouldn't be able to, to lean on that experience that they've had to, to kind of push them through. Right. For my intangible, I look back to the Nashville series and I, and I look at Carolina and say, really? Like it was that hard to beat the Predators? Like the Predators were not a good team this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Chicago hadn't sort of fallen apart, if Dallas hadn't had so much adversity to overcome when it came to not only COVID, but also, you know, the weather related calamities that caused them to miss some games and reschedule things. 
you know, the Dallas start and plus all the injuries that Dallas had with Sagan and Bishop out for, you know, in Sagan's case, most of the season in Bishop's case, the entire season. I mean, this very well could have been a Carolina Dallas first round series. So, you know, for the Canes to struggle against the Predators, it kind of made me feel like hmm, maybe it's you're just not quite there this year. And, you know, in terms of coaching, I think, you know, John Cooper has literally won at every level he's coached at now that he has that Stanley Cup ring. So can't go wrong there. Rod Brindamore, master motivator, clearly dialed in with his dressing room. You know, uh, we, we've seen the speeches. They're fantastic. And obviously he's got his cup from his time as captain in Carolina. So I think we're in good shape there. But I'm just a little worried that Carolina doesn't have that killer instinct yet. So um, I, I kind of give Tampa the intangible edge as well. Let's wrap it up with our series predictions. Ken, who you got? Well, I mean, I've given Tampa the edge in three of the four categories. So I've got to go with them. I, I just, I, part of me wants it to be a close series. Part of me thinks it might not be as close as we all think. Um, I, I'm going to go with Tampa in six, possibly even five. Uh, close games, but not as, maybe not quite as close as we all thought it was going to be. I had the exact same thought, sort of Tampa in 5.5. I would be charitable and say Tampa in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tampa in five. Um, That's it for this preview. Stay tuned. We'll have more rolling out soon. Enjoy that series, folks, and keep it locked on thehockeynews.com. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to the Hockey News Podcast. Make sure to check out THN.com slash subscribe to get issues of the Hockey News Magazine delivered right to your mailbox.